0: Alright, so we're gonna go ahead and start with um, a topic today. First, let me introduce myself. My name's Lindsay. I host a podcast called Welcome to My Shit Show. I have a lovely guest speaker today, Tiffany. Hello. We are going to speak on the topic children growing up without dads, but not just any type of scenario of them growing up without a dad. It's more so of the aspect, they had very involved dads, dads that were there every day, that helped raise them, and everything along those lines, it's not one of those situations where they weren't present, because they were definitely very present. It's just that the dads were taken away from them so young. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and Tiffany are going through the same situation from two completely different spectrums. Tiffany dated her child's father for seven years, was it? Yeah. They were together, they were living together. They had Kylie, mm-hmm. beautiful, lovely, smart little Kylie that's 11 now. And um, Justin, her fiance at the time passed away when Kylie was two and a half. She, was, she had actually just turned three. Just turned three, yeah. and she's 11 now. Mm-hmm. So let's say nine years, Yeah. nine years without a dad. Mm-hmm. Me, it's a little different situation. Um, I had a child with a man, his name was X and we broke up when he was one and a half but we still (laughs) co-parented we did co-parent um but towards the last year of his life we got along really well and it was a completely different sense of co-parenting we were able to really speak about the child and we got a lot closer over the last year and he actually committed suicide uh three months ago on the 26th so this podcast has hopefully helped People along the lines of raising children without dads, especially something that happens so suddenly, not something that you're able to prepare for as a parent. Because, you know, if things in life were like, we gotta prepare, we gotta prepare with everything going on in life, but with something like this, you can't prepare for. And I wanted to create this podcast to be able to help people and hopefully, like, be able to, if we reach out to one person about them to be able to be like, they get it two people able to come together from two completely different scenarios but at the same thing have that one thing in common that we're raising children that don't have fathers anymore yeah and it's going through life under that circumstance so we're gonna get right into it tiffany said that there's no limitations which mind you i've known tiffany since i was like 13 13 high school and we're what, 30, 33 now, 30, 32, <laughs> 32, 33, so, you know, so we're talking about years of friendship, and I asked her to do this for me because she has a lot of good knowledge on the topic, and she's been through it way longer than I have, and love this girl to death. We have stories outside of this that we'll do on a whole other different day, but we'll go ahead
1: and keep it to oh, the yeah. topic. That's the real shit show. <laughs>
0: All right, Tiffany. So, you were with uh, Justin for seven years. Yes. You guys had a child together. You
1: lived together. How old is How old were you when you met him? Um, I was 15. Um, I was 15 when we met, and then, like, we didn't talk for, like, a year. And then after that, we kind of re-met. Um, so, I started dating him when I was... Um, 16, like you know, that talking stage, yeah, whatever <laughs> before you make it official. official. Um, and then he made it official on my birthday when I was 17. So, um, yeah, we were together from 2007 until I was 23 uh, when he passed away in 2013. And how, how old were you when you had Tyler? 20.
0: So, you guys were together for a good three years prior to getting pregnant and having a child,
1: yeah. How was that experience, having a child with the love of your life? Uh, it was great, actually. Um, my mom always comments on the fact, like, I had such a great freaking pregnancy. Like, you were so happy. And I really was. Like, it was, it's funny because even, like, when Kylie was in my stomach, um, it was like she could feel when we were, when we were going to pull up to pick up her dad at Little Caesars. It was like, <laughs> you could feel her, like, punching and, like, kicking. getting excited. Yeah, so it was cute, but... It was great. Uh he was he was always there. He was very um he just took care of me very well. I remember crying in the mirror and saying, "I look fat, I look And he's like, "Babe, you're beautiful. Like you're stupid. Like shut up." But yeah, it was it was a, a great experience. I wouldn't trade that for a world and I would definitely do it again. You were glowing in your photos. Yeah, you were my glowing. Hair. I love those pictures. Um, I actually printed one out and have it in Kai's room. My dad, he he'll, he'll look at it and he's like, "Yo, you could see the joy in like both of your faces. Yeah, you big know? time. So it was nice. It was great. I miss him.
0: These guys went through a lot together, especially raising a child so young.
1: Mm.
0: I'm sure that wasn't that wasn't
1: easy going through that. Nah, it definitely wasn't a cakewalk. Especially you know being young, you 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 get into like that toxic. Like, you'll always have toxicity in that. To young, some extent, yeah. Yeah, in that young phase. Um, So, with Dorme and Ron, like, we had our, our really rough times. Like, we were not perfect at all. It was young love. Um, He was, like, my second boyfriend, I guess.
0: Well, real one, yeah. Yeah. And you actually lived with him? Yes. And so you built, you say, your real boyfriend, your first real boyfriend, because you were building a life with him. With him yeah. Your first boyfriend's like, oh my God. Yay! Yeah. But like full-blown real deal life, living with someone and getting to actually know someone when you live with them, they say that's when you really get to know someone—the mm. the good, the bad, the ugly, the dirty socks on the floor—and
1: <laughs> can you pick a bath yourself, please? Yeah, Yo, for real. Do you wash know that dish, bro? Like not well, your mother? No, for real. <laughs> like the whole, do I have to come home and make dinner? Can you do it? Like that shit's annoying, but you get used to it, I guess.
0: And ends up being your life partner. Yeah how was it um with Kylie when you guys went from the situation of shifting from just you and him cuz you had such a like you know a good 3
1: years with just you and him and then welcoming a child together um we loved it honestly cuz i since so we were together for like you know a good amount of time before we had Kylie we, we had already talked about like oh when we have a kid or if we have a kid or whatever so we were kind of like mentally prepared for it a little bit to be um the parent to, uh, you know, I was going to be the mom of his kid and he was going to be the dad of mine. So we kind of already, like, talked about... it A lot of it. So when she came along, it was just... It was great. Like, we... We would always be together. Like, it wasn't, like, those typical, like, oh, you know... She had a baby, so now he's gonna be out all the time, kind of thing. Don't get me wrong; it happens sometimes, but things <laughs> <laughs> so young, of course. Yeah, it happens. it happens sometimes, and he he did pull the whole "you're a mom" card on me. I was just like, "So you're a dad?" Like, okay, right. Um, but no, we it was great. Uh, my mom was very helpful. Like his mom was his mom, and uh, that's she was for another day. Yeah, that's another shit show <laughs> um, but yeah no, it was great we we loved it we loved being parents Kylie was very happy she was very well taken care of how was he as a dad oh my god as a dad amazing uh, he was very involved he was the playful one he was the you know the one that's lenient like you know Kylie's, still, Kylie's 11 and she remembers like sitting behind him while he's playing like Call of Duty like daddy's little girl oh god yeah yeah, and I remember because he has an older daughter um she was like started to get a lot more involved with us before he passed away so she was at the house a lot but he was he just he felt kind of guilty because he was really young when he had her and she was born with you know some disabilities um and he didn't feel like he had the maturity level to take care of something like that um so when we had Kylie, he, the first thing he said to me, he said, listen, you know, I'm going to do this right.
0: Um, it was a second chance to be yeah. able to be
1: a dad, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to do this. T- this time, I'm going to get it right. Um, and he was trying to get it right with Adri, too. So um, so Kylie being born sort of gave him the spectrum of like,
0: okay, now I'm two kids in. Um, I wasn't able to be there for Adri as I would have liked because I was so young. But Kylie coming into this world shifted his mindset where he's like, all right, I'm getting this right with Kylie, but I'm also going to
1: go ahead over here with Adri and try to fix that as well. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I think obviously in his heart he knew, like, he had to be there for Adri as well. Like, there's no – you you can't love one more than you love the other. Oh, of course not. Um. So – and he never – he didn't want Adri to feel that way. So we tried to incorporate her as much as possible. We would be there for her a lot. Um. She would come over even – you know, after everything happened, like, I even tried to continue. Still keep her around, yeah? Yeah, like, I kept her around and kept them with the relationship. She's older now, she's gonna be 17. Already? Yeah, girl, she's gonna be 17 at the end of this month.
0: Oh, my goodness, I feel like just yesterday, she was seven. I know. Oh. It's, insane. Oh my God. it's insane. These kids grow too fast. Yeah. Like, I sit there, and I'm like, where did the time go and wait how old am i again right. because i still
1: feel like i'm 22. i'm saying like when i was on my way here i was driving and i was like bumping the music in the car and i was just like bitch you 32 like what are you doing just compose down. yourself like simmer like, down take your of y'all what's
0: wrong with you
1: but <laughs> uh now nah, and then also with um with adri uh not only did she lose her dad but she also lost her mom so oh, yes, at a young age yeah, so she has no parents, um, and luckily for her, she, her grandmother's amazing mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's a whole nother thing uh, she's but she's she's such a good kid. she does very well, she's gorgeous, you know, despite everything that's, everything happened, that's to happened to her and you know how she was born she's she's a beautiful soul, a beautiful girl um, And you guys still keep a good relationship right to an extent? To an extent, I think it's, like, the age thing, you know. teenager. She's a teenager. Her sister's not, you know, her sister's only 11. She's 17, so, like, they're not as close as I would like them to be, but I'm sure it'll get there eventually.
0: Yeah, once they're older.
1: Yeah, it'll get there. She's going to start driving and, like, all that, so I'm sure it'll be different. Trust me, I
0: have a 14-year-old and a 4-year-old that live in the same house, and it's, like, the 14-year-old gets frustrated with the 4-year-old. And he's like, I just want you to love me. I just want you to hug me. And she's like, you're annoying. Get away from me. Right? Because at that age, they're like in their room. They want to lock themselves in. They want to be on their phone or to be talking
1: to their friends. Mm-hmm. Or what am I doing? What am I wearing? Yeah. And she also, like, understandable. they didn't grow up together like in the same household. So it's also different for them like in their relationship. And she lives kind of far. So I don't know. I would like them to be a little closer. In due time. In due time.
0: So, you're living your best life. You know, you're happy. You've got your own apartment. Kylie's born. These guys are, you know, going through it. Birthdays, holidays, gatherings. And then, mind you, she wasn't around any of her friends. Let me just <laughs> I've known this girl since she was 13, and she was very involved in this relationship. So, tell me what happened when this entire
1: situation happened where he passed. So... Like, how old was Kai and... Um, Kylie had just turned three. Um, she's... Her birthday's November 15th, 2010. So she had Scorpio. just Scorpio. Yeah, got Scorpio. it. Scorpio. Yeah. Love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so she had just turned three. And we had Thanksgiving together. was our last holiday together. Um, and I... I remember when Paul Walker died yes that was a big thing yeah so I remember that whole thing that's why, like I can't even think about like Fast and the Furious like I'm I'm done watching that like no mm -mm. um I remember looking at him and being like I would never want to know what his girlfriend feels like wow and I was like and his daughter like wow like that that's horrible I would never want to know that that was Thanksgiving so that was the end of November okay two weeks later he died holy shit yeah so um, that day I um, Kylie used to stay at a babysitter's house while we were at work Mm -hmm. and um, he would go and pick her up after he got out of work but that day I was on my way home and it was Friday so I was like hmm maybe I'll just have my mom pick her up and you know have her stay with her and me and Jessica have a day or a night or whatever so I called my mom I asked her, you know, can you pick up Kai? She was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, bet. So I called him. I said, babe, don't worry about it. You don't have to pick up the baby. My mom's going to pick her up.
0: Okay.
1: He was like, all right, cool. like. So I'm thinking he's going to leave there and go home, but he doesn't. So he leaves. He used to work at Savers where TGI Fridays is, okay. like off the street. Yep. Um. So yeah, so he... He went, he worked, he was working with this kid, Miguel, and that he's been friends with since they were kids, so they went to TGI Fridays, and they had some drinks at the bar, um, and I was calling him and calling him, and he just wasn't answering, so I already knew where he was, so I kind of, like, pulled up on him. <laughs> of course you did. Duh. <laughs> um, but, like, so before I did that, my mom called me, and she was just like, you know, make sure you come and pick up the baby, and so I was just like, well, what's the point of you picking her up if I gotta go pick her up for me? Like, that makes sense. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? Never mind. I'll go pick her up. Yeah. So I go and I I went and I picked her up and then I was calling him to let him know. Never mind. I got the baby. Like whatever. But he wasn't answering. So I pulled up on him at TGI and he was standing outside. So I was like, like, what are you doing? Like I'm trying to call you. Like what are you doing? So he's just like, oh, um, you know, I'm here with Bobby and and Shamira and um, Miguel or whatever. And we're just, you know, I, he's like, oh, I had like five shots and da 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 and this and that. So I was just like, so we kind of like argued. He hops in the car, I drive and I park in the parking lot and we're sitting there arguing. The argument gets resolved after a little while and then he gets out of the car and he looks at me, he's like, babe, I don't know what I gotta do to prove to you that you, Kylie and Adria are my life, my world and my everything and I love you. Oh, that just gave me chills. And I looked at him and I was just like, I love you too. Yeah, like, where's this coming from? Yeah, like, I was like, I love you too. So he was just like, do you want to come inside and and eat? Like, do you want to come inside and sit at the table with the babies? Like, I'm going to sit at the bar, but, you know, you go sit at." So I was just like, nah. And I, when it came to him, I was crazy. I was psycho. Like, I broke into his friend's house, like, type of psycho. So... I love how you can admit that. I, don't give a, I did. I broke into Manny's house. Yes, I did. Um, So I... I told him, I was just like, um, you know, so like, I swear God, I love you too, whatever. So he was like, oh, come inside. I told him no. And then he was like, you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, we're good. And he was just like, he's like, well, do you want to wait for me to finish? I'll pay my tab and you can follow me home. Again, my psycho ass, no would have been like, hell the fuck, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to sit right here and post up. But that night, I was just like, nah, we live down the street. And I was just like. Nah, I'll see you when you so get you're, home So you were on cycle that night you I was just there. like I'm gonna let him be Yeah And I'm gonna
0: go home And I'll wait for you
1: And I, I was like No, it's fine You know, finish Do what you gotta do And I'll be home You will just come, come home When you're done I was like, alright, cool I go home I'm laying down I roll a blunt And I'm waiting And that was at like 8.30 That that happened okay. Like 8.30, 8.45 9.30 comes around Not home 10 o'clock comes around, I'm not home. So now I'm starting to call him, and he's not answering. I'm just like this fucking guy. So this is what he would do. He would go and be out and not answer me for hours. Okay. And he knew that shit was, like, the worst thing he could do to me. So my psycho self <laughs> had... I get the psycho mode, okay. Yeah. I had, um... Um... I'm not proud of it, but... <laughs> here we go <laughs> i had a gps on his phone <laughs> so i um i looked it i looked it up i was i looked at the gps and it said that he was at st patrick's cemetery in providence that's near chad brown and at that time justin had you know his max like he had a beautiful fucking car like yeah got a chain like all that shit jordan's all the time so i got nervous and like why is he on that side of town? Not only why is he on that side of town, but why is his car stopped in the cemetery? Oh, okay. Like, in, like it says St. Patrick's Cemetery that that's where he was. I'm like, what the fuck? So, um, and that day, it was raining uh, ice. Uh, so, it was really bad out. The roads were slippery. It was bad out. So, I had called his mom because his mom was down the street from there. And I was just like, hey... Uh, Justin's car stopped at St. Patrick's Cemetery. He's not answering me. Like, I don't know what's going on. And her response to me was, he's a big boy. He'll be fine. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, cool. I kept calling and calling and calling and calling him. Nothing. So at this point, I'm heated. So I'm texting him. I What the fuck? What are you doing? I can't believe this. Like, typical shit. Like, I fucking hate you. Like, so I called my mom and I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like, I'm done. I'm not going to fucking do this shit anymore. Like, I'm, like I just don't want to deal with it, whatever. And then I called his mom again and I was just like, listen, I don't know where he is. He's not answering me. Like, something's up. So she was like, she was like, all right, um, I'm going to try and call him if he's not answering you he's not gonna answer her <laughs> i'm like okay fine do you i don't know what kind of magic you think you got but go for it because you don't answer you on a regular day basis mm-hmm. so whatever so she calls. she tries to call him obviously he doesn't answer so here i am now it's 11:30. then it's 12 and i'm still calling 1 in the morning hits now i'm standing in I had a double parlor, so I was standing in my dining room area, and I was like, kind of like looking in my living room, and in my living room, I had pictures of, We had pictures up. Okay. And I had a picture of me, Kylie, and him, like the family picture of us in the living room. I call, somebody answers. And they say, "Hi, this is Providence Police. I don't know whose phone this is, but whose ever phone fo- whose phone this is has gotten has been involved in a car accident." And I'm like. I'm like, is, are they okay? Like, is he fine? Like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? And they were just like, I don't know. Um, Do you know Miguel? And I was like, yeah, that's his friend. That's who he's there with. Like, where is he?
0: Yeah.
1: And they were like, oh, we don't know. His um, his friends pulled him out of the car and he took off. So I was like, okay, that sounds like him. Homeboy has jumped off a roof of a fucking house and landed on a trampoline spring, both of his ankles and walked his ass home. So... It's, it's I typical. It. I can see it. Cool. <laughs> so he goes, does he, does he know anybody that lives around here? Because if he does, he's probably going to their house. So I was just like, his mom lives in Auburn Glen. Okay. Five seconds down because it happened on Admiral.
0: Yeah.
1: So he was like, well, call his mom and see if he's there. Tried that already. Didn't get me far, but sure. So I was like, okay. So now I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I call his mom, and she answered. I was like, "Can you?" I was like, "Tell me he's there. Tell me he's on your couch. Tell me he's knocking at your door. Your aunt's in the door. Look out the window. Tell me you see him walking." Something, and she's like, "Tiff, what are you talking about?" And I was like, "A cop answered his phone. He said that he was involved in a car accident. They said he took off, and they said he might be somewhere in the area. And he, he's probably going to you." Yeah. So she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna grab my jacket and I'm gonna go look for him." I'm like, "All right." I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. She calls me, and she says, "Tiff, and I looked at the picture of us, and I was like like i I was like, in my head, that song say something that say something yep. um, there's a part in that song that it says, um, you're the one that I love, and I'm saying goodbye, sorry.
0: Okay.
1: So, I looked at that picture, and I, like, saying that out loud before she even told me he died. And, um, that was just, like, all that came out of her mouth. She was like, Tiff, he died. He's dead. That's it. That was it. So, I was like, what? She was like, he died. And I just remember I screamed so loud and i dropped to the floor and then i hung up and i called my mom and all that could come out of my mom was he's dead he died he died he's dead he's dead and i was like what are you talking about who what's happening because at this point it's like what two in the morning yeah two thirty in the morning yeah and she was just like who what's happening and i was like justin justin he's dead he died like he's not he's, he's gone like and she's like tiffany what are you saying And I was just like, and I just kept repeating myself. And she's like, I'm coming, I'll be right there. So my mom gets to my house, and Kylie's sleeping. Um, So I wake her up, I get her ready. His mom tells me to meet her at uh, Rhode Island Hospital. Mm -hmm. So I was like, alright. And then my mom gets there, and she's saying, she's like, you don't know if it's true. You don't know if it's true. You can't believe it until you see it for yourself. No. You know, just wait until you get to the hospital just and I'm like he's di- he's gone. He's dead. I know it. He's gone. I feel it. He's dead. Like that's it. Like and then she called my brother. My bro- my brother was at a bachelor party okay. in Foxwoods, I think it was. So he couldn't really hear, but he heard me freaking out and he's like, "What's wrong? Like what's going?" And my mom was like, "You need to come home." You just, you need to come home. Mm -hmm. So, I, uh, we pull up to the hospital. We all hop out. Uh, I walk in. I get to the, there's like the podium where there's somebody standing there to ask you what you're there for. Yeah. So I get there and they're like, oh, can I help you? And I was just like, um, I'm here to see Justin, Justin LaCare. And it was just like, they're like, oh, one second. So they they look him up in the thing and they were just like, oh, he's not here. And I was just like, he's here. He's here. I know he's here. They were like, no, he's not. If he's here, then he has to. I was like, no, he's here. His mom's here. She told me to meet him here. He's here. I need to see him. And they were just like, well, he. I can't. I have to. I said, listen, I need to know if my is dead, OK? I need to know if he's died. And I'm like in the middle of the emergency room waiting screaming. area, screaming and bugging out. And they wouldn't let me back there. So I called his mom. And I just like, you need to come and get me because they're not letting me back here. So she's like, all right, I'll be right there they send a cop out uh the cop comes to get me and my mom and Kai and then we start walking in a nurse comes up and she's like she comes to me she's like do you want me to take her for you and I looked I was like no and my mom was just like I think it's a good idea Tiff I don't think Kai should be in the room Mm -hmm. for this yeah so I was just like I was like fine so they took her to to distract her and then I walked. I walked down the hallway and I see police officer, police officer, doctor, doctor, police officer, Justin's mom. And mm. I was like, okay. So we go into the family conference room. I have my hood up and I'm like just like leaning down and I'm, like, just looking into fucking space, and the cops talking to me, and the only words that come out of my mouth is, "Where's Miguel?". They're like, we're trying to they go, we're trying to look for him. We don't know. We can't find him. And I was like, I suggest you find him before I do. Oof. And they were like, we could take that as a threat. I said, take it however the fuck you want. I said, but five minutes after I walk out of this hospital, I'm gonna be looking for him. So I suggest you find him before I do. And you meant that with every bone in your body? Every fucking bone. And they knew it. So the doctor looks at me and she's like I just want you to know that we tried everything we could to bring him back. She said, we, she's like, I even tried to, I injected his heart. She said, I I tried everything we could. It just, we couldn't do anything. And I was like, okay. It's not their fault. And so then that's when they were like, do you want to see him? And I looked at her, I said, no, I don't. And his mom looked at me, she's like, you don't want to see him? I said, no because the last time I saw him, he was turning around, fixing his hat, telling me he was gonna be home. And he wasn't home. That's the last thing I wanna remember.
0: Maybe you didn't wanna see him like that.
1: So, after that, I, uh, I got up and I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I got up and I started to walk out of the room and I just fell. Like, I just passed out. And then I was like, they got me up, they brought me into the next room, they had an IV in me and everything like that. And I just remember laying there, like, looking up, just tears just coming down my eyes. Cause it's just like, yo, am I really here?
0: Like, is this reality right now? Yeah.
1: How do I tell this to my kid?
0: Huh.
1: How do I tell my kid that the person that you just saw two hours ago that lives with us? that you wake up to every morning is gone bad enough i have to wrap my head around it
0: Yep.
1: how do i have her wrap her head
0: around it at three yeah which is such a delicate age and they know so much at that age everyone's like three years old they'll get over it. and it's like three years old i think anything after two and a half is so pivotal yeah because that's when they start talking to you. You can have a whole conversation with a, t- a child that's two and a half, three years old. And they'll tell you their favorite color, their favorite movie. So, and Kylie was very... She was very intelligent. Oh, I remember. Oh, I was like, oh, she's three? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's talking to me. like She's grown like one of us. Yeah. So for her to be able to... You already knew. You already knew at that
1: point she was going to understand Yeah. everything that came with it. Yeah. So that was the... That was obviously, like, the tough day, and then, uh, we went home, and my mom, they had to put me to sleep. Yeah. So... Before you had a psychotic break. I slept, and then I remember waking up the next day in my room at my mom's house and searching for my phone, and I went to go call him, and then it was like, reality punched me in the face, because I was just like, oh shit, and I just dropped my phone. And I think that like the first day sucks, you know? The second day sucks even more. The third day sucks more than that. Every day that it sinks in a little bit more just sucks even more. So days that go by and you're not talking to him, he's not there he's not present,
0: and then it hits you like this is really reality. Mm -hmm. Everything that you built for the last seven years in one night, gone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that Death is such a crazy experience that no one ever wants to talk about. And I think that's why I wanted to do this because it happens to all of us. We all have a funeral. We all are born. The only two things in life is death. Yeah, that's the only guarantee. That's the only guarantee. No one's coming out of this alive. And I think it's a topic that everyone's like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about it. But in reality, it has to be spoken about,
1: Yeah.
0: especially when it comes to children children it's unfortunate that at such a young age they learn what death is right and how you tell your child at a young age is so pivotal and the way that you nurture them from that point on is so how you say is so it needs to be done in such a loving and environmental way where it doesn't excuse my language fuck them up right for the rest of their life even though because it's going to still affect them right but you have to try to find a way to do it in the most least painful way possible, which there's no there's way. There's no way. There's no way. No. There's no way you can tell a child that's been around this parent every single day that knows who their dad is. That, like you said, these guys live together To be like, he's not coming back. It's like, what do you mean he's not coming back? Right. And explaining death to a small child. That's the craziest thing. But they understand
1: it. They understand it. So the way, like, actually, I, I talked to Kylie about this the other day. Um. Cause she had asked me, she was like, what did you say to me? (laughs) Like, how did you tell me? Yeah. So I was just like, I told you, you know, daddy went to heaven. Look, I feel like that's like really the only way that you can tell a kid, like, you know, daddy's in heaven now. Um, but that kind of backfired on me, me telling her that in that way, because now I want to go to heaven, mom. Oh, I've had that conversation too. Why (laughs) can't I go to heaven? Yeah. You know, I want to go to heaven where Daddy is. I want to go see Daddy in heaven. So now I gotta sit there and have the conversation like, "Girl, you gotta die to go to heaven. Like you can't die." So I had to tell her, you know, you're gonna see him, and you are gonna go to heaven one day, but a really long time from now, after me. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm probably gonna be seeing Daddy before you, and don't get mad. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> but. Yeah, like I I remember telling her that, and then I didn't take her to the funeral. I didn't take her to the wake. Which I just, is good, cause I, I feel like at that age it's so dramatic. Yeah, it's and I too much. like God forbid I, I didn't want her to oh he's sleeping like yes. um no I didn't. Then want they get that. traumatized from sleeping.
0: And that's the thing that I did so much research research on it before. Um, when it happened to me, I did so much research on: Do you bring the child to that? And his family was like, "We want him there. We want this." And I'm like, "You don't understand. That that affects a child on a whole other different level at that age. Yeah, he's four. Right. He went from seeing his dad and being around his dad three days ago to now seeing his dad lay in a casket. Yeah. And I'm supposed to
1: say he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. You're gonna terrorize him to For ever want to go to sleep ever again. Right.
0: Like like that's not normal.
1: Or and it'd be I, weird and want to sleep in a casket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's crazy it's, it's true like you laugh at it but it's like it's certain situations like that where it's like where's everyone's common sense I'm sorry but I'm not bringing my child to a funeral on a of their parents I won't even do it to like a friend of a friend because it's right. something that you don't do No. and I remember being in an argument with them and I was like no I'm not doing that Mm-mm. I'm the parent now guess what what, what I, I say goes what I say goes but at the same time this got left to me who if I'm not gonna speak up for my child who will right i am now everything to this child i make all the decisions and it's not an easy decision because you don't want to look back i know my biggest fear was i don't want to look back and regret it but at this given moment i felt like it was the right decision for them
1: right and that's exactly how i felt with not bringing her um to the week to the funeral her sister went her sister was seven and um I was standing, like, in the other room talking to his brother, Mm -hmm. to Zach. And then all of a sudden, I forgot who it was that came up to me. And they they whispered in my ear. They're like, Tiff, Atri's here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, why? Like, why is she? I wouldn't, I don't want her to see this. Like, Mm -hmm. why? So I walked into the room. And it was like, my mom even said it. Like, that was the most breathtaking moment. Because I walked into the room and we were on two opposite ends of the room and she just looked at me and ran mm-hmm. and just cl- like jumped and clinged onto me and like that that I'll always remember that I I mean I at least I I filled a, like some type of part in her life in that way mm-hmm. um and co- was able to comfort her comfort her in that time um But it was like, it was still, I'm like, oh my god, like, she's gonna have to go up to the casket. So she went up to the casket with me. And she actually, she was so cute. She brought, she made bracelets Mm -hmm. for her mom and for her dad. And she put them in the casket with him. So she made a bracelet that says Cassandra. And then another one that says Justin. And she put them in the casket. I don't know, like... I think that me not taking Kai was a great idea. But now when she talks about it, she's, like, a little upset that I didn't take her. But when I tell her, like, my reasonings why, she's like, all right, I guess I I guess I guess understand it. But she's like, I still would have liked to go. Like, oh, my God, know, But I feel like it would have traumatized you a lot more.
0: Yeah, they don't understand it. They yeah. don't understand it because it comes down to... I was recently put in a situation where it's funny that that comes up because... I did take my son to the funeral all the week. And even though I got backlash on it, um, his family decided to take it upon themselves to bring my son to his grave. Mm-hmm. Without speaking to me, without consulting me, mm-hmm. they just decided to... Now, mind you, my son is in therapy. Um, therapy, as you know, Kai was in therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's, for
1: one, a lot, because mm-hmm. it brings up a lot for them. It's dangerous. And you, at the same time, because it's like it's like, It's kind of like a, you're both in therapy because therapy for him is teaching him how to cope with his feelings, and therapy for him is teaching you how to cope with his feelings yes
0: because yeah. you hear them and mm-hmm. you hear how they're so they they understand more than what we think they understand and um so he was in therapy for i'd say a month, and um it took me a month to tell him that his dad passed because there was a confrontation between the dad and the girlfriend that my son saw that was not a good one. So my son was traumatized from that confrontation. So he wanted to know nothing of his dad and the girlfriend. Like I'd speak to him of his dad and the girlfriend, he wanted nothing to do with it. So I was like, how do I tell a four year old that his dad's dead when you bring up his father's name? He's like, nope, don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Nope, don't want to hear it. So I'm sitting here as a 33 year old mom to a child that's mad at a situation and I haven't even told them the worst of it the worst that he's gone and it took me five weeks to tell him and I had to have my mom my brother my mom's husband there Angelina like I went to the store I bought him a whole bunch of toys because I was like <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> I don't know what to do Jesus Street. Christ helped me because how, like you can't tell someone without it being devastating right and I remember that day like it was yesterday and I remember sitting down with him and I told my mom, like I had a powwow with my mom, my daughter, <laughs> my brother, and they were all in check. I said, listen, I am going to come into this trying to say this as best as I can without crying because I don't want him to see emotion because I don't want to scare him. But if I get too overwhelmed, I need someone, someone to tap it. Over, yeah. Someone needs to tap it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you tap see. Me out. <laughs> tap me out. Do you see, see tears coming down from my eyes. Please tapping out. tap out like yeah. I'm tapping out. And I remember. So when I told him and, and kids know so much, I remember telling him, I explained it to him because he kept saying when I decided to tell him it was because he missed his dad. And he's like, I want to see my dad now. I want to see my dad now. And he, I ended up telling him, I'm like, so I have something to tell you. I know you miss daddy. I was like, but something happened. There was an accident. Um, cause I didn't want to tell him the real reason he died. Well, oh yeah. Can't. He, no can't.
1: Um, no, that's not something for him to know for a long time.
0: Yeah. Um, and I was like, your dad was in an accident and he is no longer here with us. And he's like, what do you mean? Um, he was in an accident. So what happened was, is that, you know, when you're in a certain situation and something happens to you, you get hurt. And when you get hurt really bad, God comes and God takes you. And you know, you end up being an angel with God. Like God takes you and protects you. And I was like, so I don't know how to say it, but daddy is no longer physically here. Your dad has died. And I remember my four year old looking at me and saying to me, nothing, he was silent. And then I explained it to him. I was like, when you pass away, And you're no longer here. Your body's no longer here. So you want to see daddy, but I can't take you to go see daddy because daddy's no longer here. Daddy's an angel. And he was quiet. All of us are quiet because we're like, what's going to come out of his mouth next? And I remember me asking him, do you understand what I'm telling you? Because I wanted him. I knew he wasn't going to wrap his entire head around it, but I needed him to understand like you can no longer physically see your dad. And he looks me dead in the face. He's like, yep, my dad is dead, which means he is no longer here. And he is now an angel in the sky. And he goes, and that makes me very sad. And I wanted to so bad just (laughs) drench myself in tears. But my brother, mind you, my brother's only 17, picks up my son. He's like, all right, uh, let's go, Isaiah. Let's go get a toy. Theo bought you a toy because we purposely went to get him his favorite toy because he's been talking about this toy. So I was like, if we get him his favorite toy after this conversation, it might ease it over a little bit. It won't it take less in the bowl. <laughs> Like, <laughs> It's but, like, uh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> like, all right. But he understood it to an extent. <laughs> yeah. So being able to do that. But the everyday process after it is like insane because we think and everyone has said to me, well, You're so lucky it happened when he was four. And it's like, "Mm, I'm not
1: though. Because just because you're four doesn't mean you're not advanced. Not only that, but like, so when this, when it happened to me. And so after Justin passed away, like I didn't eat for a month. Oh, I believe it. And my mom, it got to the point my mom had to take me to the hospital, like to the urgent care. So I was downstairs at the urgent care and they were giving me an IV. And one of the nurses come in. And she was like, how old is your daughter? And I was like, oh, she's three. And she was like, oh, give it six months. She'll <laughs> forget. Yo, my mom, till this day, wants to find that lady. Till this day. We actually talked about it before I came here. <laughs> I swear to God, she's <laughs> like, if I ever find her. I'm just like, oh, my God. Because it's so true. Funny. Because people dismiss it. Mm-hmm.
0: They dismiss it. And that's the, the number one thing that irks me. And it makes me so mad. It's like, well, they're such a small child. And they'll eventually get over it. Mm-hmm kaya is what 11 now yes and how much does she still mention missing her dad
1: up until oh, this point nine years later all the time all the shit actually it it does it affects it affects her daily life because it got to the point where kylie didn't want people coming to the house so i thought it was because and i get it because she, when we had lucky lucky didn't let me keep the house as clean as i wanted it to yeah. be so i didn't even like people come to the house so i never pressured her on that but then when I moved to my mom's house... Lucky's a dog, by the way, guys. Yeah, Lucky's a dog. <laughs> a a very, a, dog. a very long-lived
0: dog. Aw, uh, R.I.P. That did a lot. <laughs> that dog, we yes. got memories of that dog,
1: too. But my baby daddy
0: bought him for me, so he's,
1: he's up in heaven with Justin now. Everything's good. Um, but yeah, no, so when we moved to my mom's house, I was just like, oh, cool. Now she's going like, to want friends to come over mm-hmm. and like whatever still know and I'm just like dude like what's the problem what's going on and it got to the point where she's like well I'm embarrassed so I looked I was like who are you embarrassed of <laughs> <What> <laughs> I was like you better not be embarrassed of me I'm fine <laughs> like you what, girl. You <laughs> you you <laughs> um nah, but I was just like that's not. I was like why would you be embarrassed so like it took her a little bit to kind of tell me but it was she said it's because she doesn't have a dad oh She's like, I don't have a dad, and, the, and most of my friends have, have parents, have two dads, have, you know, have a dad and a mom or whatever. And she's just like, and then when they come here, they're going to see that I don't have a dad, and then they're going to start asking questions. Oh, so she doesn't even talk about it. Yeah, she's like, and I just don't feel like bringing it up. Oh, my God, that breaks my heart. So I'm like, well, babe, like, you're not the only one that just has one parent. I said, there's children out there that have a dad that's alive. That are not around. That are not around. You know, not for nothing. Personally, I would feel like that's worse. Because way worse. Imagine having yeah. a parent know that you exist and be like, "Well, so what?"
0: Yeah, I'm like not gonna
1: do with that anyways.
0: Yeah. That at, least, at least gonna question he's more. not here. It doesn't make the situation better, but he's not here because he can't be he, exactly.
1: I have a lot of friends that their ch- children don't have I me mean, too, and and that's that's well, the other thing. Like that's the other coin, like side of the coin that you know we think about too. Like, yeah, our situation sucks. But there are people out there, kids out there with worse situations. Yeah, yo, 100%. You know, I would I would never. God forbid Justin was alive and he was an absent father and have my kids sit there and question why she's not good enough for her dad to be around. Which is a completely another void that you have I'll to I'll kill show. him myself. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that. For all that, yo, wrap it up. You know? Yeah, don't have kids. Cut your shit. I don't know what you're going to do, but don't have kids. If you're not going to be there for your child, don't make them.
0: And that's crazy how nine years later, looking at it in retrospect, how it's still something that she doesn't want to talk about.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's it breaks my heart because my four year old tells the whole world, but he says it in such a manner that I was in. You want to hear this crazy story because I didn't even get to tell you. I was so, me personally, I haven't told anybody. There's a handful of people that know literally, a handful. I never posted it on social media, I've never yeah. said anything. So, this podcast is actually to go ahead and talk about the subject because I'm very private yeah and especially how it happened that's not obviously that's something very delicate I'm traumatized obviously I'm traumatized the word suicide literally makes me want to vomit oh yeah and um we have Mr. Isaiah over here telling everyone I miss my dad which is fine he's coping with his feelings we're in therapy like I hope it's working because it's $120 a week. So he's clearly talking about his dad. So I mean, it, you can pay me
1: that. I'll
0: talk to him. <laughs> girl, they told me that too. They're like, girl, you could play with him yourself. <laughs> like, it's not
1: the same. It's I wish same. it was because she pulled
0: things out of him. I can't. I know. Not <laughs> to it be a lot of money, but whatever. Yeah. It's doing the job. And not even my family knows. So I was at a football game with my cousin, Jocelyn, that I haven't spoken to in two years. And, you know, me and her were really close. But because of COVID and everything else, we haven't seen each other. So, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but you're going to get a laugh out of it once I'm done. She goes, so Isaiah says I miss my dad. And I was like, it's okay, puppy. We'll talk about it when we get in the car. So, I'm thinking, we're at a football game. It's mad loud. She didn't hear me. So, I'm like, all right, cool. Back, like, you know, situation diverted. Right. So, I'm talking about Jake on the field, her son, and she <laughs> she's like, so are you and Xavier on that shit again where you guys aren't co-parenting? Oh,
1: so you know me, I, no. I ignore the whole
0: situation. I'm like, oh my God, look, Jacob has got a, a touchdown, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, well, well you, got, you got two options. I guess it's the
1: time and place. I was so. like, you got two
0: options, Lindsay. You could uh, sit there and lie and say, yeah, we're on that shit again. Or you could be honest. And Lindsay's always honest. And Lindsay has changed. Lindsay definitely uses the honest card. And I have learned that my mouth, a lot of time, things I say come to fruition. So we're going to just, you know, lay it on her. So I was like, I stood quiet for a second. And I said to her, well, it's kind of hard to co-parent with someone that's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay! What? <laughs> her exact reaction was, excuse me, what'd you say? And I said, it's kind of hard to co parent with someone that's dead. She goes, what in the fuck? What? She goes, when did this happen? I was like, three months ago. She goes, what? Three, three, three what? I said, yeah, three months ago. And she goes, and who knows? I said, "Mm, four people? (laughs) Four? Maybe, Maybe Maybe five. His kids? Like, yeah, about that, five. And she goes, Why didn't you say anything? I was like, because it wasn't my, it wasn't, my whole thing was, I didn't want the pity. I didn't want the, oh my God, and it it reminded me, and that's why I wanted you to be part of this podcast, because it reminded me when me and you sat in your kitchen that day, and I was like, I said to myself, like, I can only imagine what it is for a child to grow up with a dad in such a, like, instant way, how they have a parent, and then to be 10 years later, granted, I wasn't with him. But to see my son suffer and to not have that parent, I was like, holy shit. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. Never mind the entire situation as a whole. So I do not want people to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, honey. Because you know what it is? It's always the. What happened? Yes. Yes, and that's the number one question that gets under my skin. I'm like, yo,
1: none of your
0: open business. <laughs> and that's what I don't want to share. And that's what pissed me off because it's like, it's always the, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but what happened? Mm. And my family, you know my family girl. That was, <laughs> You're laughing because you know. Because yeah. that's the number one question. Oh my God. And then when they find out what happened, oh my God, did she do something? Was it something that she did? Oh, was that like... I don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter how it happened. It happens. Right. And guess what? At the end of the day, he's not here and there's a child that's suffering. So I'm sorry that I don't want to sit here and play, oh my God, give me the attention because this is real life. This is every day a four-year-old crying, having dreams of monsters beating up his angel dad. Mm -hmm. And there's some nights his dad wins as an angel and there's other nights that the monsters win. So this is real life for me. Sorry that it's not your 5 minutes topic of conversation with a, oh, my God, but this is real deal life. It's not your novella for the day. Exactly, your novella for the day, and that's why I didn't want to be. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, and I'm so grateful for the people that you, I told you, because I reached out to you immediately, and I was like, Tiffany, I need you. And I'm so grateful for the people that kept their mouth shut because it really goes to show me, like, you guys are the real VPs. Like, you guys respected my privacy. Absolutely. And it was just something so hard to, like, deal with that, like, even now, it's only three and a half months later, and I'm still trying to get around it. And I know it's going to be a long journey ahead of me. Well, absolutely. And I wasn't even with him, but we co-parented. Yeah.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, you guys weren't together, but you were on on a friendly, tolerable level. Oh, my God. I can
0: call him and be like, hey, by the way, like, I knew issues that he had personally going on in his, his life. And yeah, so,
1: I mean, you guys weren't together, but you were in a great place. We were, Exactly,
0: and it took us a long time to get there. It took us the first year and a half that we broke up. It was a lot of back and forth, and my dad was just so ignorant, and he was like, it's one less thing you have to worry about after you pass, and I'm like, does no one see the bigger picture here? Like, um, there's a child. There's a child that just lost his dad that's crying in the corner. Like, No one cares yes. to see that. All right. And I'm grateful for the people that there were people that checked on me every single day. Like the five people that knew, they were there every day checking on me. Are you good? Is there anything you need? Like, And I will forever be grateful for those people. But I'm doing this because I want people to know at the end of it, there is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. You're nine years into it. You lost your entire life. Your entire life got flipped upside down. Inside all like I remember speaking to you after everything happened and my heart hurt for me I think that was on my mind for weeks weeks and my heart ached for you and then to be going through that to see you and look it still affects you on such a big level because you're telling the story and you cry oh yeah and you've done your healing you're in therapy mm-hmm. you've Kai has been in therapy you've done everything you need to do as a parent and it still hurts mm-hmm. and it goes to show though even though death is such a big it's a every the everyday thing that happens to people,
1: it still doesn't make the pain any less. It'll never get so it it the pain never goes away. It's just something that it has to be tolerable. Like it becomes tolerable because it has to be. Because you have no other choice. Because you have no other choice. Like we had talked about earlier, you know, people taking their lives. The yep. situation, you know, why wouldn't they think of their kids at the end of the day? the brain is a very powerful thing you know Depression's real depression is a real thing mm-hmm. um I can't say that I've ever had a plan to take my life have I said to like have I said it out loud like yo I feel like shit would be a lot better if I wasn't here or you know am, is it worth me being here to put all this trouble in people's lives like I'm the black sheep in my family you know what I mean yeah so like we've all questioned it yeah, like... We've all questioned it. So, but then, you know, you get to those people that they, they don't have the the mental capacity to withstand it. hmm They give. You know, they give in. And the devil's real. The devil is very the real. The devil
0: is real. I will say that 100%, the devil is 100% real. And what people don't understand is, is that I think in everything that you have two different ways that you can go with the scenario. You can either be mad at the world and wallow in your shit. And be like, this is just my life, and this is just, I'm cursed. This is what's going to happen to me, and everything from here is shit. Or you can try to take the experience and help it build you and help people. Mm -hmm. You telling the story is going to help people. Us going ahead and speaking on it so openly is going to help somebody else. to be like, yo, there is light on the end of the tunnel. She's nine years later, and it's okay to still cry. Mm -hmm. It's normal to still cry. I know people that sit there and be like, oh, my God, I'm a year into this, and I'm still crying. I'm a little bitch. No, you're not a bitch. Oh,
1: yeah. I've, people have told me that, like, you don't Like, you're not over it yet. Like, <laughs> that's like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, did those words really come out your mouth? Like,
0: and it's the ignorance for me. It's really how people just think. It's uh, until, and, and, and someone said it to me perfectly until you're in someone's shoes, you never understand
1: it. You never understand yeah. it. And I've always been the type of person. So, like, I can give somebody perspective on my perspective on things. You know, I can, um, I can say, you know, I understand in a way, what you're feeling and what you're going through, but I will never say, I I know what you feel. Yeah,
0: no.
1: I know how you're feeling because no one everybody feeling. copes different. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels different. You know, the way that your relationship with, with X was, the way that my relationship with Justin was, like, it was different. Mm-hmm. So your feelings towards your situation are going to be completely different from the feelings of my situation. Mm-hmm. So the people that would be like, oh, my God, I know how you feel. Bitch, no, you don't. And the pain no, is still don't. no matter.
0: And it's crazy because death, is the number one thing that everyone feels and it's a void that I don't think anyone would ever be able to understand and it's something that we're all going to endure so like I told my therapist I was like it's so funny how everyone's like oh my god like I'd hate to be you and it's like you will be me one day Mm -hmm. you will be I hate to break it to you but you will Mm -hmm. exactly so that's why I don't want to tell nobody because it's like oh my god I'm in that band like we say in Spanish like I feel so bad for her but Wait until it's your husband. God forgive me for saying that, but wait until it's you in that situation. And then it's going to be like, oh my God, I know what she went through now. Let me reach out to her because she knows exactly what I'm going through. And it's like, well... And granted, I'll never turn anybody away. No, no, no. I'm always willing to talk about it, but it's, it's always... I think the moral of the story is don't be so quick to judge. Right. And don't be so quick to like... Tiptoe around it and be like, oh, my God, I can't talk to her because... I lost a lot of friends in the process, too. Like, I can't talk to her because she's going to be sad all the time. And, you know, like, life just sucks for her right now. And it's like, no. Mm. Yes,
1: life's hard right now. But I'm figuring it out. Right. And And, you should be there for me to figure it out. With Help me figure it out for my friend. like If you're my friend. Exactly. If you're
0: my friend. But guess what? There's friends that want to be there for you when it's all fun and games. But when it comes to real-life shit... They don't want to be there. And I think this entire situation that I've endured has shown me who my real friends are. The people that have checked on me. The people that have understood. The people that have checked on my son. There's been people that went completely out of the handful of people that I've known that disappeared. Didn't care to check on my son. They're like, I have my own issues. And fine, that's understandable. We all have our own issues. But at the same time, there was still, oh, you're so strong, Lindsay. You got this. I'm over being strong. Right. Let me fall one time. It's always just strong. My right. therapist tells me I'm strong. My friends tell me I'm strong. It's always fucking strong. Yeah. And I'm so over that word. I don't. I don't feel like I should need to continue to prove myself. I'm strong. Mm-hmm. I am a human being. I am someone that has feelings. Like I got into an argument with someone about it the other day. That like, it's different for you because you didn't lose a loved one. My son did. And I lost a human being that I spoke to on a regular basis. Not only
1: that, but you did love at one
0: point. I did. We had a whole family. We lived together. Exactly. And I
1: literally saw forever with this man at one point. Exactly. So not only, it doesn't matter if you guys weren't together at the time. The fact is, there was something. Out of that something came Isaiah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And granted, there was some turmoil, but you guys got over that. We figured it out. And things were going very well. So no matter if he wasn't the love of your life or he wasn't your husband or whatever, at one point he was. Mm Mm-hmm. At one point, he held a piece of your heart. Yeah. And he's still going to have a piece of your heart because that's the father of your child. 100%. No matter how you look at it. It's not like you just had a baby with a bum on the street. like. <laughs> and you can't replace it. I
0: think that's the hardest thing is you can't replace someone's dad. Yeah.
1: I think the worst thing, too, is... So, like, with me, 11 years later, is um, when you're with your kid and, you know, they have those milestone moments. Oh. You know, like, Kylie doesn't dance. Kylie... You know, Kylie did all that shit. Soccer, dance, softball, all of it. So, like, when I'm at the games or at the recitals and things, or she's getting an award, and I, that's when the shit really punches me in the face. Like, even every even year. Every year. It doesn't matter if it's going to be 20 years from now. Whenever my kid has a milestone or it has an accomplishment, that is going to be the punch to the face that, yo, her dad's not here, but he would be so proud of her. And that was really what, well, like... It makes you sad because you get that feeling of, like, oh, like I wish I could see his his excitement, how yeah. proud he would be, because I know he would be. So the, that is something that, you know, you have to learn to deal with and live with, the questions that your kid has for you. Like, Kylie had a breakdown one day, and she was like, you know, it's not fair. You had uh, seven years with him. I only <laughs> had three. And I was like... Excuse me sorry I was born before you like i don't know like i don't know what to tell you but she was like she goes oh it's not fair you have all these memories with him you know you have all these pictures with him she's like i don't even remember what he sounds like and then i like i i played a video for her the other day that i have of him he looks at the camera and he says i love you to mm-hmm. me yeah so i played a video and she heard it and she's like i don't want to hear that
0: she's still traumatized yeah and she's been in therapy mm-hmm She's done, and that's the crazy thing of it all. They're like, "Oh, take him to therapy, take him to this. They'll get over it." No, eleven. She's still struggling. So, I think the moral of this story in general is that be patient with your children. Be that person that a lot. I tell Isaiah said that all the time. My mom says it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. He'll be perfectly fine playing, and literally stop in the middle of the room and say, "I miss my dad," mm-hmm. and I look at him like it's okay to feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. We can't shut it off for our kids because we're that person. We're that safe place for them, and they need to be able to know. My mom says, okay, my mom is there for me at the end.